the better life that God wants you to have is paid with miracles. This is the place for miracles. Today we have an interesting topic that I think applies to everyone at some point in their life, and that is fear. Fear can get a hold of you in times that are unexpected, in times that are natural to be fearful, in times that are a complete surprise, at least to me. I'm not naturally a fearful person, so if I truly feel fear, it must be something really drastic happening in my life. But I think everyone can relate to having that moment of, oh my God, what am I going to do? And fear take over you and, and it almost paralyzes you in an instant. We get a lot of calls in about people who are struggling with a constant fear in their life. And, and there are things in the Bible that, that God has not given us a spirit of fear and why. Can you explain a little bit? Yes, about well, that? first of all, Jordan, doctors tell us that we're born with two types of fears. We're born with a fear of loud noises and we're born with a fear of falling. Those are natural fears. There's also the kind of fear that we might say or respect that would uh, have you take a child's hand when you cross the street. Right. That you get a child near a swimming pool, you take them by the hand. But she's not referring to that kind of fear. That's like common sense. She's talking really. about the kind of fear that comes to torment you. Uh, Job said that the thing that I have feared the most has come upon me. But the Bible says uh, in, uh, in, in Paul's letters, in his words to young Timothy, his protege, God did not give you a spirit of fear. Apparently, Timothy was a fearful young person. And Paul said to him, God did not give you this spirit of fear, but instead he's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So if God has given us uh, fear, a uh, faith, excuse me, and instead of fear, then where did the fear come from? Well, there's only one other possible source. It either came from God or it came from Satan. So fear comes from the devil. Fear is the diametrically opposed opposite of faith, you know. Where, where there is faith in a situation, yeah. your fears are sure. most likely quenched. Another part of fear is being anxious. And Jesus said that we are to be anxious for nothing. We are to live one day at a time. In other words, we don't have to live a life of anxiety. You know, with uh, you know, our, our trembling like this, our hands. What am, what am I? What am, what am I? What am I going to do? No, we can put our faith in God, who is the author and finisher of our faith, and we can tell fear take a hike. In situations that that inevitably come up in life, where there's that instant moment of of sheer panic that comes over you, what would you do in that moment where the fear is probably deserved for whatever the situation is? It sure. is so bad that sure. no one in their right mind wouldn't have that panic moment. You ask me what I would do? Yeah, what, what would you do? I would begin to pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what the Bible says. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Or in other words, it, it overcomes, it overpasses all of those things you, that you just described. Those kind of fears come against me, Jordan. They come against you. They come against all of us. But we don't have to accept it. I refuse to accept that fear because my God is bigger than that problem. His name is higher than any name named in heaven and earth. So I'm going to receive the peace of God even in the midst of that situation. I'm going to be a calm in the middle of a storm. Well, it's easy to be calm when there's no storm. You know, it's easy to have faith in God when everything's going well for you and everything's going right in your life and you're successful and your finances are in order and your kids are doing great. It's harder when you're in the middle of something 
that is awful, well, a trial. I have been in the middle of those hard things right. many, many times in my life. And I've called on God, who's my source and my strength. I've claimed his peace that, that, that passes all understanding. And also, I've claimed that God, God's peace will rule in my heart. And I have said to myself, down flesh, I'm not going to entertain that negative thought. Even though fear is trying to engulf me, I'm not going to have it. I'm going to accept the peace of God. Because God didn't give me that fear. God didn't give me a trembling like that. No, I'm going to claim the peace of God that passes all understanding in my life. And I will say in those situations, I'm coming out of this. What would you say to someone, say maybe a close friend or a relative that is in that constant state of fear or is just an anxious person naturally? Coming from you or, or you as the family member who's saying, they live in so much fear, I don't, I don't even know how to help them, how to comfort them. What would you say to someone if there was a member of your family or a close friend that was just constantly in fear? I would put my arm around them. I would love them. I would tell them that God knows something that we don't know. I would tell them that I'm going to pray the prayer of faith over them and I would remind them of the scripture in James that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. I would tell them that I'm going to pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding, for the peace of God to rule and reign in their heart, that I'm standing right there with them, and they can be victorious over this. They can win over it. Would you scold them for no. not? But, but the Bible clearly says this is not of God, and, and they've almost let it take over them. Is there a scolding, or is it simply just love them? I don't think scolding is going to help anything. They don't want to be in fear. They don't want to be in anxiety. And to scold them uh, for the situation they're in doesn't seem to make any sense to me. And I think there are, there are some who have tried to scold people like that. But I don't think you can scold people into the things of God. I think you've got to love them and care for them. When the disciples said, Master, don't you care we're about to drown? He didn't, he didn't look up and say, don't you know who I am? He didn't say, look at me, I'm the son of God. He, they didn't, he didn't do that to them. He just went to the bow of the ship and said, peace be still. And the winds and the waves stopped. He didn't criticize them. He didn't jump on them. And it's not my job to jump on somebody, you know. It's my job to put my arm around them, love them, care for them, and say, let me help you through this. You said something interesting. You said you can't scold someone into the things of God. Is that, no, is, is that what yeah, you said? I said it. I, that's such an I don't think I've ever said it before. I don't think you have either, <laughs> but you articulated something that I think needs to be repeated. There are times for holy rebuke, and, and that in the Bible or God doing that in your life is different, but I think when it's with people that we love or even sometimes perfect strangers, sure. you know, loving them into things seems you get more flies with honey than you yeah. do vinegar. When I was no. little, when I was little, uh, I, I got spanked a few times. Uh, okay, <laughs> after the first spanking, after the first spanking, uh, I, I, I was more terrified of the next spanking <laughs> than the spanking itself. You know, I learned something. I learned something, and 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 there's a time for correction. Of course. And, and of course. Jesus corrected the disciples later. He said, "Where was your faith?" Or in other words, you could have done this too. Yeah. But when the fire was raging, when the storm was raging, he didn't jump on them. He just loved them. He just loved them. He said, "Peace be still," and the storm stopped. I think that I think that rule <laughs> could apply to a lot of things in our lives, especially with people 
who maybe are dealing with something that you're not at the moment and they may be overwhelmed with anxiety or fear or grief or loss or, or something that they just can't seem to get away from and loving them into helping them is probably a better way to go than scolding them into it. I know when I was a kid, scolding was necessary sometimes, but there were times that it wouldn't have helped me. And, and being someone who is steady and comforting and the rock that holds it together would do a lot more for me, at least in, in my experience and for most people than you know, scolding them or telling them that they don't have any faith or some ridiculous thing that yeah. occasionally people say. Loving them into the things of Christ will get you a lot further. Well, sometimes Christians, Christians can say some pretty cruel things. Reminds me of the story of a little boy and a little girl, brother and sister, who slept in the same room. They had twin beds and they slept in the same room. And one night the storm was raging outside and the little girl was crying and crying and crying and the little boy couldn't sleep. Finally, uh, God gave him a word of knowledge and he didn't realize, or wisdom, he, he didn't re realize what he was doing. He leaned over and said to his sister, go to sleep. Jesus is awake all night. Hmm. He's awake all night. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He cares about you. He's concerned about what you're going through. And he'll put his big celestial arms around you and hold you close to him if you'll let him. Now that's what I would do uh, when you when you girls were little, something like that happened. I'd put my arms around you and say, I'm your, I'm your daddy. I'm your father. What can I do to help you? I'm not going to scold you right in the middle of the storm. Don't, it wouldn't, you, it wouldn't you shouldn't help. be afraid. No, 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 no. That, that isn't going to help anybody. It wouldn't help. And, and that way of comforting and showing that it's okay, but that's not the way that the fear is not of God and, and there are ways that we put our faith out and that drives away the fear and that's a better way of handling it. Sometimes you have to treat adults the way you would a child. I mean, in that situation, scolding sure. a child for that fear would not probably be the most beneficial. Well, you girls were little, you know, I'd take you in my arms and hold you and say, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. God's gonna come through for us. It's gonna be all right. By the way, um, Word of knowledge is coming to me right now. There's someone watching right now. You've got an intense pain on the left side of your head. It's a migraine, and it's just intense. And God's healing you right now. The migraine's just leaving. Whoever you are, you're going to find the migraine headache is completely gone. And there's another person who fell and injured the outside portion of your knee, outside portion. And it's been very, very painful. And it's swollen, and God's healing you. And you're going to be able to walk now without any pain, move your knee without any pain in Jesus' name. Well, surprise ending. Well, <laughs> we like to keep it interesting. You know, you when, know, when God gives a word of knowledge, I have to respond. Hey, I'm. There's another all person for right it. now. You've you've got pain. This this pain's more on the top of your head. God's healing you also right now. And there's another person. You've you, uh, you've had 17 years of back pain. You're watching me right now, and the back pain is leaving you, and you're going to be able to bend and twist and turn like you're a teenager again. That's good. Uh, yeah, any more? Go for it. <laughs> well, the table is yours. That's all they gave me right now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We hope this has been a blessing to you. If, if you know someone who's struggling with fear, I, I hope this has been helpful. And, and sometimes I know there's situations where I meet people and I think, I don't really know how to help them. And sometimes there are just words are not enough. Well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there's nothing you, you can say. Sometimes you can say, what can I do to help you? Yeah, is there something advice. I can do to help you? And, and if there isn't, Believe it, they'll tell you. And sometimes, sometimes there's nothing, you know, pray for them. Well, they say, well, there's no, nothing you can do. Okay. Well, can, I, can I pray with well, you? Can I pray with you? I mean, I, I've had a few, very, very few experiences in life where people have said no when I've offered to pray with them. Perfect strangers, people who don't believe in God, 
hey, you know, when the things in life happen, sometimes you'd be surprised who's open to prayer at that moment. It's amazing who you turn to when you get into trouble. It is pretty surprising. <laughs> I've, I've only had prayer declined on a very rare occasion. So offer to pray with them. Offer to pray for them. Let them know that you're there for them if there's something to do. If you're blessed by this podcast, tell someone about the Place for Miracles and spread the healing, saving good news of Jesus with others. Remember, anytime you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Go to oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life.